Welcome to UUCSW Reflections, a podcast by the Unitarian Universalist Congregational Society of Westboro, Massachusetts. We're glad you're here. The original version of the following sermon was written in January 2020 for delivery on Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. Because that service was snowed out, it has not been previously released. This episode also includes part of a letter from Reverend Laurel to the congregation, written on May 30th, 2020, as well as a reading from the book White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo. For information and links to readings or other materials referenced in the sermon, please check the show notes. I sit recording this from a mostly white suburb of Minneapolis. There have been riots for days in response to the police killing of George Floyd. There is now an 8 p.m. curfew here, and most of the stores are closed. My sister's labor and delivery hospital is on lockdown, and there are sounds of sirens in the distance. And we are safe. We in this house are safe because we are white. When my nephew plays with his toy cars, he counts the police cars among the helpers. I cannot imagine the black children in this city do the same. When my sister delivers her baby, she will be safer because she is white. This is America. What's happening here isn't a nightmare, nor is it shocking. It's reality. It's the reality that black people in this country live in constantly. Imagine this. What would it take for you to riot? What would it take for you to riot during a pandemic? That level of terror and justified rage, that is the reality black people are living in all the time. This isn't easy to sit with, especially those of us who are white. And it shouldn't be. As Unitarian Universalists, we are called to affirm the inherent worth and dignity of all people. In a world that treats some people like their lives are disposable and their suffering insignificant, that means doing the work internally beginning with ourselves, but not for our own sake. Racism is a system, not a feeling or an event. None of this is about whether or not we are individually good people, and nothing that we do can be in service to our own desire as white people to feel innocent. Our reading today comes from Robin D'Angelo's book, White Fragility, which I recommend to all of you. Here she is reflecting on her own socialization as a white person in America. Quote, My psychological development was inculcated in a white supremacist culture in which I am the superior group. Telling me to treat everyone the same is not enough to override this socialization, nor is it humanly possible. I was raised in a society that taught me that there was no loss 
in the absence of people of color, that their absence was a good and desirable thing to be sought and maintained, while simultaneously denying this fact. This attitude has shaped every aspect of my self-identity, my interests and investments, what I care about or don't care about, what I see or don't see, what I am drawn to and what I am repelled by, what I can take for granted, where I can go, how others respond to me, and what I can ignore. Most of us would not choose to be socialized into racism and white supremacy. Unfortunately, we didn't have that choice. While there is a variation in how these messages are conveyed and how much we internalize them, nothing could have exempted us from these messages completely. Now it is our responsibility to grapple with how this socialization manifests itself in our daily lives and how it shapes our responses when it is challenged. End quote. People of a Covenant. What does it mean to be a sanctuary? For us as people to be sanctuaries, especially those of us who are white. For this collective community to be a sanctuary. The term has become more common recently with all the work to provide sanctuary to immigrants. And as we navigate doing church under quarantine, we are learning that a sanctuary is more than a building. I think it's clear that sanctuary speaks of safety and shelter, of creating solace for people who don't have it otherwise. We think of sanctuaries as places of refuge in a violent world, but there's more to it than that. The root of the word, the Latin sanctus, means holy. And in theological terms, the process of sanctification is a process of becoming holy, a, pr a process of ridding oneself of sin. Different traditions have different ideas of how sanctification happens. If we define sin as the, div the divergence from all that is good and kind and moral and loving, then perhaps we can say that the original sin in this country, the first divergence from the good, was the idea that some people are more human than others. Because that idea made the genocide of na native people and slavery and lynching and all manner of violence possible. Robin D'Angelo, the author of White Fragility, says this, quote, Whiteness rests upon a, upon a foundational premise, the definition of whites as the norm or standard for human and people of color as a deviation from that norm. This is the original sin. 
So what would it mean to be a sanctuary, not a savior, but a sanctuary? To push back against white supremacy, to be a place and a people offering safety and solace in a world that is violent towards people of color. How might we, a largely white denomination, do this holy work? We Unitarian Universalists are not people of a creed. We do not all ascribe to the same beliefs. We have no common confession of faith. And there is no official UU Church doctrine on sanctification that I'm aware of. But we do, what we do have is a covenant, one that guides us toward how we might live in alignment with the good and the kind and the moral, how we might build the beloved community. When I was growing up, I learned the seven principles as belief statements. We believe in the inherent worth and dignity of all people. And I've heard so many people curious about Unitarian Universalism say that they read the principles and didn't disagree with any of them. But that doesn't make someone a Unitarian Universalist because the principles are not a credo. They're not a statement of belief. According to the UUA bylaws, the seven principles are a covenant. They are what bind us together as a people of one tradition. We, Unitarian Universalists, are a people committed to this covenant. Our commonality isn't a belief, it's a commitment. A choice we are agreeing to make together. Our covenant calls us to affirm the inherent worth and dignity of all people, it's the first principle. But just as the fact that all lives matter requires specifying that black lives matter in a world that operates otherwise, affirming everyone's inherent worth requires that we push against the foundational premise that white is the standard for human. To be a sanctuary is to create safety where it does not otherwise exist. In the words of Tanahasi Coates, quote, You must always remember that the sociology of racism, the history, the economics, the graphs, the charts, the regressions all land with great violence upon the body. This is the killing of George Floyd, of Ahmaud Arbery, of Breonna Taylor, of all the names turned hashtags, and all those never noticed. I went to a workshop on, workshop on youth ministry last year, and one of the youth group leaders at the workshop shared that they have a practice of doing a covenant check-in with their teens, they have everyone close their eyes and they read through each line of their group covenant. As they do this, they have everyone rate how well they personally have kept that part of the covenant by raising their hand and putting up between one and five fingers. And then they do the same thing 
and ask everyone to rate how well the group is holding each part of the covenant. It gives the leaders and the teens a sense of what they need to work on. There is a movement in our denomination to add an eighth principle. Perhaps you've heard of it. It grew out of Paula Cole Jones's work as the Director of Racial and Social Justice in the Mid-Atlantic District and has the support of Black Lives UU. This is the eighth principle. Quote, We covenant to affirm and pr promote journeying towards spiritual wholeness by working to build a diverse, multicultural, beloved community by our actions that accountably dismantle racism and other oppressions in ourselves and in our institutions, end quote. Whether or not this request to add an eighth principle goes into effect, to me it is in effect, it is itself a collective check-in for all of us as you use because a request to amend the covenant tells us that the way we're all collectively living, living it is missing something important. In describing the origins of the eighth, eighth principle, they write, quote, After working with congregations on these issues for over 15 years, Jones realized that a person can believe there being a good UU and follow the seven principles without thinking about or dealing with racism and other oppressions at the systemic level. The eighth principle came from a feeling that we need something to renew our commitment to this work, to hold ourselves accountable, and to fulfill the potential of our existing principles." End quote. I wonder what all of this means to you how it lands in your body, how it feels to consider the ways we sh fall short of our ideals. I can say that I feel the complexity of how to preach about racism and white supremacy as a white woman and a minister. It is not lost on me that lynchings often happened after church, often in the name of protecting white women's so-called innocence. And I am wary of any notion that we are the good ones, because white suprem supremacy is the water we all swim in, and the division between good people and bad racist people obscures that racism is, as D'Angelo makes clear, a system, not an event. She writes that it's much more useful to think of ourselves, those of us who are white, as existing on a continuum, not in this good-bad binary. Because racism is so deeply woven in the fabric of our society that we likely won't escape it in our lifetime. But we can seek to continually move farther along the continuum of awareness and action. Part of the brilliance, I think, of doing a covenant check-in is that it's based on the assumption that we are fallible and human and fall short of our ideals, and that neither condemns us 
nor does it release us from the covenant. We are, after all, universalists. There, this is no house of damnation, and I think there's some relief in acknowledging that white supremacy is a systemic problem, not a personal act of meanness, both because it buffers against white people wanting to defend our goodness, and it exposes a system that relies on invisibility for control. Our task as people of a covenant, one in which we agree to affirm the inherent worth and dignity of, our pe of all people, our task is to increase our capacity to do so, which means checking in with how well we're upholding the covenant, beginning with ourselves. It means looking at how white supremacy lives in us and engaging in the hard work of holding ourselves and each other accountable. The great UU theologian James Luther Adams and his writings on covenants quoted Martin Buber, who said that humans are promise-making, promise-keeping, promise-breaking, promise-renewing creatures. The existence of the Eighth Principle is a clear indication that we have work to do around racism and that we are actively engaged in doing that work. As D'Angelo points out, feedback is a positive sign in a relationship. And I will verify that I was someone who grew up thinking I was being a good UU, and it wasn't until I was in my mid-twenties that I started consciously paying attention to systemic racism. So I know personally that it is both possible and necessary to move ourselves along the continuum. To be a sanctuary is to push back against the systemic violence that operates through us. And that work is never done. We cannot be motivated by a desire to be finished. But it is possible for us to make meaningful change, to move farther along the continuum towards the vision of the Eighth Principle. Though our theologies vary, we are a people of a covenant, a covenant that keeps calling us in. In a world that says whiteness is the norm for human, that whiteness is the basis of humanity, we need a religion that says no. A religion that calls us to a higher truth, that speaks of the holiness inherent in everyone and asks us to create a sanctuary, a beloved community that is ever widening. We are a people committed to this covenant. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information about what's happening at UUCSW or for ways to get involved, visit us online at uucsw.org or visit us in person. All are welcome.